Good morning, Door Creek. Good morning. Yeah, I'm Pastor David, uh, Northside Campus Pastor, one of the teachers um, on the teaching team here at Door Creek. Good to be here this morning. Good to see all the beautiful faces this morning. Yes, indeed. So, ah, uh, it's been one great week. The weather's changing. It's getting warmer. Sun's not out today, but you know, it still still feels pretty nice. And uh, start getting in mind spring cleaning. I get that real good feeling of spring cleaning. The garage, get all the stuff that's piled up for the winter, get it out. And so, yeah, so I'm going to be busy this spring getting things. You hear that, honey? <laughs> getting things done. Yes. And a part of that, you know, spring just kind of brings new life, you know, refreshes. You know, you start making goals and, you know, you start making personal goals of what you want to do, what you want to accomplish and, you know, how you want to, um, you know, interact in your relationships with people, how you want to make relationships stronger, how you want to be more tolerant with people, you know, more patient with people and um, people who are different than you, who have different beliefs than you. So it's kind of that time to say, yeah, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get stronger here and stronger there. I'm going, to, I'm going to be more tolerant of people. I'm going to be more patient with people. Though they get on my nerves, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to put up with them. And hopefully they will do the same. We always forget about someone is also doing that to us. We think we're the, only, we're the only ones that are putting up with people. But someone's putting up with me too. So I'm hoping that they get that spring feeling too. And say, I'm going to be more tolerant of David because he's getting on my nerves. You know, so I hope that I hope that happens. Um, so I don't want to be the, uh, the only one that's doing it. I want to reciprocate it here. So we, we look at um, <clears throat> as we um, look into Romans, continue to look into Romans, um, the good news for all people. Um, in chapter 14 here, we're looking at a very um, interesting um, turning point here <clears throat> in the 14th chapter. It's because, you know, the transition is happening. Um, from, the, um, from the law, from the Jewish regime and the Mosaic regime and, you know, holding on to the laws and the things that they felt um, validated them, that they would, the Jews that they would keep. And we see this transition into more of the, 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 the grace and the Christian error with living by God's grace and receiving and accepting God's grace. And there's a, <clears throat> there's a transition happening, but there's a tussle that's going on amongst the Jews and the Gentiles um, in, in, in the church here that, that Paul is writing to. And we see, as Paul breaks it down as being weak and being strong, he, he, he gives us an indication of how we, as God's people, must get along with one another. How we must, we must be tolerant of each other, even though we have differences. You're going to find differences everywhere you go. But he's teaching us how we are to be accepting of each other. And he's going to uh, give us some examples um, of how the, the transition when uh, the Jews had held on to, to some of the things that the Gentiles weren't, um, weren't validating and they felt as though they were weak and they weren't, they weren't where they were. And sometimes we're going to have relationships and friends and people, brothers and sisters that are not going to be on the same place of their journey that you are. Okay. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they've been struggling with, but God sees it all. God knows and God sees them, and we are not to sit in the place of judgment. And judgment simply means being critical. 
being critical of what that person is going through and where that person is. And we are not to treat them with contempt, meaning thinking that they're beneath consideration of being worth anything. All right. We're not. To, so Paul is teaching that he doesn't want that to go on in the church and we don't want that to go on in the church. Right. We are a loving family. Right. And we have to be accepting of everyone. Right. Amen. OK. We got that straight. So he breaks down, but he, we don't want us to get the, uh, um, the idea that the things that Paul is talking about, he's not speaking about sins. He's not speaking about those things that are indisputable. He's speaking about disputable matters. And we're going to see here in the scripture as you um, go to chapter 14 of Romans. <clears throat> chapter 14, we'll be starting at verse 1. Chapter 14, grab your Bibles, your iPod, your iPad, your iPhone, and your eyeglasses. Yes. And I, I, I title the message, Can We All Get Along? Can we all get along? Yeah, I know. Oh. <laughs> In this first portion of the scripture, weak faith, strong faith, God still accepts. God still accepts. Verse 1, accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. For God has accepted them. So let's stop right there. So he starts off this chapter with the word accept. Accept. Don't reject them. The opposite of accept would be reject. Accept them whose faith is weak. Now, Paul did not say they did not have faith. He just said their faith is weak. Faith is like a muscle. Okay? And every now and then, your muscle gets weak. Every now and then, your muscle is not what it's supposed to be. Sometimes life hits you and your faith becomes weakened. And you don't see clearly. You don't, sometimes you, you have a little doubt that creeps in. And your faith, you, you can't handle certain things and your faith becomes weak. So instead of casting off the ones whose, weak is, whose faith is weak, Paul said, accept them, bring them in, embrace them, love them. Don't reject them. Don't treat them as an outcast. Don't, don't ostracize them. Don't make them feel worse than what they're feeling. They're not at the same place that you're at. And there will be a time in your life where someone will have to accept you. He said, accept them. Their faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. Well, some of the disputable matters were not things that were sins because God is clear and Paul was clear in his writings of the things that were sin, murder, sexual immor immorality. He's clear about those things. So those are not 
Those are not debatable matters. Those are not, well, let's have a meeting to see if these things are really wrong. Those are cut and clear. First Corinthians tells us all about, you know, sexual immorality and idol worshiping and all of that. We understand those are not disputable matters. But disputable matters is, is, is esteeming one day more than the other. Or, or um, should we listen to this kind of music? You know, I'm bringing it to today. All right. The things that we might have disputes about or should we have service on a Saturday or on the Sabbath or on a Sunday, which is not the Sabbath. You know, we dispute and some people leave the church because of those matters. When I was growing up, there were a whole bunch of disputable matters that I thought were sins because that's the way I was taught. I was brought up in a Pentecostal church. Yeah. Imagine that. So. In my teen years, when my friends were having fun, going to movies, going roller skating, you know, just having fun, I was at home saying, can't go to movies. It's a sin to go to movies because I'm sitting in the seat of the scornful, standing in the place of the sinner. I can't, I can't go. I was taught that. It was beat into me. Yes, you cannot go. The women, the girls, the females didn't wear pants. They always had skirts and long skirts on. Well, how can you play soccer and do all those things, you know, in a skirt? You know? So these things were taught to us and alcoholic beverages, which is a big disputable matter in many churches now, okay? Grew up with a very, very good friend. We were in ministry together, teens together, grew up all together, and we were taught don't drink, so we had abstained from drinking any kind of alcohol, anything that even looked like it. And you know, I had to even question root beer. You know, it was like, uh-uh, the word beer is there. And then one day, I see my friends drinking, having some alcohol, having a good time, smiling, and so I got very judgmental. I became very judgmental. I started thinking, hmm, see, you're not as saved as I am. You're not as close to Jesus as I am. And I started judging him and, and resentment and all of these things of feelings of anger started building up and I started looking at them different. Started looking at them with different eyes. But what I didn't realize is that they had grown in their relationship to realize they had per their own personal convictions that maybe that I had, but I couldn't make them have the same personal convictions that I had. I had to accept them for who they were and what they were doing. Okay, again, I'm not talking about sin. Now, if my friend had went out and murdered, then I would have had a you know, reason to say, listen now, this ain't right, something's wrong here. But it was his own personal conviction and his own conscience that allowed him to do the things that he was doing. It was a disputable matter. And so I realized that there are going to be many people that I'm going to come across that are not going to be like me. That are not going to walk like me. That are not going to talk like me. That are not going to in, in, um, in, involve themselves in the things that I might involve or that I don't involve myself with. But if I know they're a follower of Jesus Christ and they're in the church, because remember, Paul's letter here, he's, he's not writing to unbelievers. He's writing to believers. He's writing to the church. He's telling the church how to behave. He's telling the church how to be receiving of one another. How we are to live as a family, the family of God. 
He's helping us in the transition. He's helping the, the Jews in the transition. And he's also helping the Gentiles because the Gentiles might have gotten kind of conceited thinking that, you know, we have grace. We didn't have all those laws. So we are really the ones who are free because we never had all of that. But you can't be conceited Gentiles. You can't look down on the Jews and the Jews. You can't look down on the Gentiles. So you had both of them looking down on each other. So really, who is the weak one? Who's the weak one? When somebody makes you feel uncomfortable about what you're doing, that you have to treat them with contempt or judge them, I think then you're really the weak one, not them. If you're bothered by my life, I think you need to pray. I think you need to build your faith up. I think you need to build your muscle up a little bit more. So they have this syndrome, this this. This, this not accepting and judging and, and quarreling over disputable matters. And Paul said, let's just put it away. He says, be who you are. And look what he says. He said, God has accepted them. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have some confession right now. When I realized that it was all right for my friends to do what they were doing, that God was okay with it, I was kind of upset. Because I felt like I had spent all my time trying to stay away from that stuff, trying not to do that stuff, you know, feeling really that's a burden on you. That's bondage. That's not freedom. That's bondage. And when I found that God still loved them, they're still being blessed and all of these things are happening for them. And I said, listen, I'm abstaining from all this stuff and I'm just struggling, still trying to make it in life. And they're just going on about their life. I got a little upset. That little God is the God, you know, why is this? And God said, God, let me know that you got to stop worrying about other people's lives and build up your own life. Build your relationship with God, not based on what other people are doing, but based on what God requires from you. Amen. What are your convictions? What does your conscience say? What does the Holy Spirit say to you? What does the Holy Spirit want you to do or want you not to do? Churches have been broken up because of disputable matters. Denominations have formed because of disputable matters. So it has nothing to do with scripture. It's an opinion. Because of an opinion, we're going to form Acne Baptist denomination. Yeah. Because of a difference of opinion. We can't be what they are because we don't believe the same thing. We don't believe, uh, and we, we don't believe that um, babies should be baptized or we don't believe that uh, um, women should be in leadership or whatever it might be. Things that separate. And Paul says, don't waste your time. Build your relationship because God has accepted them. And if God has accepted them, who are we? To reject them. Who am I to judge you for what God allows you to do or not to do? For I am not God. You will not be accountable to me. We'll see that later in the scripture. But learning to love each other is the greatest witness. They will know that you are my disciples by your what? Love. Your love. And love, charity begins where? At home. At home. 
and it spreads. If we can't love each other and get along with each other, if we're going around judging each other, whispering and gossiping about, oh, you know, so-and-so, I saw so-and-so here, I saw so-and-so there, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. We're not being loving. We're being critical. We're being judgmental. And we're being contemptuous. We're treating them with contempt. And Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is teaching us God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. I love that. I love who are you to judge someone else's servant? They will fall or they will stand. They will stand because God is able to make them stand. There's the bottom line. No, 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 no argument, no debate about it. God is able. To, do you know God is able to make you stand? Hallelujah. God is able to make you stand. I love that because I'm leaning heavily on God. I'm leaning on him every day of my life because, listen, this life, life throws you curves. Life throws you all kinds of stuff. And I need God to help me stand. I get caught up in myself sometimes. I need God to help me stand. I get an attitude sometimes. I look at people cross-eyed sometimes, but I need God to help me stand. I need to worry about my own. I need to worry about my life. Lord, how can I please you? How can I walk closer to you? How can I put away petty things that don't matter? Learning to pray for my brothers and sisters instead of look at them funny. God is able to make them stand. He's able. Our verses go, the scripture goes on in the second part, weak faith, weak in faith, strong faith, giving thanks to God. Thanksgiving, giving thanks to God. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat, does so to the Lord for they give thanks to God and whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God what's 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 sort of the running theme here they're giving thanks to to God right giving thanks to God for none of us lives for ourselves alone and none of us dies for ourselves alone if we live <clears throat> we live for the Lord and if we die we die for the Lord so whether we live or die we belong to the Lord for this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. Now, we're getting here. We're getting to something now. So <clears throat> no matter what day you esteem one over the other, no matter whether you are a meat lover, a meat eater, or you like asparagus, vegetables, it doesn't matter that whatever you do, you do it unto the Lord. You do it with thanksgiving unto God. Again, I'm not talking about sins. All right? I don't want to hear anybody saying I'm sinning with thanks to God. (laughs) I'm doing this with thanks to God. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about personal convictions, things that God has allowed you to live out or not to live out in your life. You do it as thanks unto God. Everything you do, you do as unto God. 
Therefore, your goal, your aim is not what people think about you. It's what God thinks about you. If we keep our goal on what God says, and if is God pleased with me, is God pleased with my behavior, is God pleased with my thoughts, is God pleased with how I'm living my life every day, that's all that matters. Because if you're trying to please people, you're going to be pleasing a whole, you're going to be doing a whole lot of things. If you're going to change for people, you will, like I said, you're going to be like the host of the Academy Awards. You're going to be changing every commercial. You're going to come out in a new outfit for this person. And you're going to come out in a new attitude for this person. You can't. Please, God, you will always know what God expects of you, what God wants you to do. And when you end your day, you can say, Lord, I hope I live the life to please you. I did everything today unto you with thanks. Because you are my goal. See, disputable matters will detour you it will get you off track when you spend too much time on things that that and I don't want to say they don't matter but things that can be very distracting instead of putting on the things realizing that he is God he is Lord he is king and when it boils down to it he's the one that's going to judge he's the one that I'm going to be accountable to not my, not 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 to you and you not to me and so he says, for this very reason, whether we live or die, we all belong to the Lord. Again, he's talking to who? He's talking to the believers, right? Not to the unbelievers. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be Lord of both the living and the dead. So no matter what side you are on, if you are a believer, meaning what you allow and what you don't allow, he came, he lived, he died so that he could be Lord of all. Even with our different opinions, even with our different thoughts, he is still Lord of all. The common denominator that we have as believers is that he is God. The common denominator that we have as believers is that Jesus is Christ. He lived, he died, he rose. That's what we know and that's what we believe because that's why he came. He didn't come to be on your side or on your side. He didn't come to be on the Democrats or the Republicans. He didn't come to be on the contemporary or the traditional. He came to be Lord of all. Lord of all. And so Paul wanted them to understand. No matter what side you're on, whether you live or die, he is Lord both of the dead and the living. <laughs> He's if you're a believer, he's Lord of both the moviegoers and the non-moviegoers. <laughs> right? Right? I'm going to see a movie next week. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Liberty. Freedom. Hallelujah. And I got reclined back in that seat with my popcorn. <laughs> I've come a long way, folks. <laughs> really. And it's, it's a blessing. You know, I know, I know I'm, I'm joking about it, but really, it is a blessing to know the real freedom of Christ. To know that he is not a, a uh, 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 what do you call it, um, a stuffy, stuffy God. You know, he's not a stuffy, he's a good God. He's a loving God. And I, and I realize that every day, that how much I appreciate him. Because he didn't have to Send Jesus to save us. Right. You know, I look at me and say, Lord, I was messed up. 
I, my mind was all over the place. I couldn't stick to anything. But he didn't throw me away. People looked at me and said, you can't stick to anything. But I'm sticking to Christ. That's one thing. I'm sticking. I am stuck on him. But he saved me. He rescued me from myself. And so now I owe him to live my life unto him and not unto anyone else. Okay? Let me, let me go on here. So the third part, weak in faith, strong faith, we are accountable to God. So as, 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 as Paul is writing this, I want to bring out uh, something here about our, our conscience and our, our convictions. Um, that our conscience to me, for me, it's like a, a is it like an internal alarm system? My conscience is, is things that I um, allow to, um, you know, it's kind of like, it doesn't matter what people do or what people say. I have my conscience. This is, this is, it's not affected by uh, what people do or what people say. It's, it's what God is doing in me. My conscience is, is, I don't need anybody to tell me that it's, it's built inside of me. It's an internal thing. My convictions are in more of an external alarm because of what I see other people do. You know, I might say, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing that or maybe, maybe I can do that too. My convictions are kind of built upon things on the external. And because of this, um, sometimes my, your, your, the willpower that we have doesn't allow us to really experience the true power that we have in Christ. Sometimes our willpower will keep us from from growing, and what I mean by that is that it's good to have willpower. It's good to have um, convictions and consciences and, and all of that thing. But we have to make sure that they are shaped by the Holy Spirit. We got to make sure they're shaped by by Scripture and by what God God's Word says, and not based on public or, or popular opinion. Um, I, one, at one point, I got caught up in reading magazines and reading articles and what people were saying about that. And to the point, I got confused because people were saying different things. People that you look up to, and they were saying different things. I said, listen, I need to put down the, uh, the magazines and pick up the word because I'm going to get this consistent message from the word. And I'm going to get it. And so it helps mold my convictions and my conscience. And the, the, I was reading a story about a man who, who went, to, he went to the doctor. And he said, doctor... I need help. He says, my, my, uh, my conscience is, is tearing me up. He says, my conscience is beating me down. And the doctor said, well, you want me to give you something to, to help you, you know, to, to help you with your conscience? He said, well, doctor, I was really thinking that you would give me something to kind of weaken my willpower. I don't need anything to help my conscience. I need something to strengthen, you know, to, to, to strengthen my willpower because the things that I want to do. Remember Paul, what Paul said in the scripture? He says the things that I, 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 I should do, that whole tongue twisting thing, the things that I should do, I don't do, and the things that I don't do, I should do. You know, that, that whole thing, you know, people are like, oh, what is he saying? What he's saying is that, you know, we, we have things that are before us that we know we shouldn't do, but we do them. Nobody's perfect. Is anybody here perfect? Raise your hand if you are. Okay, I didn't think so. So nobody here is perfect. We do things that we know we should not do, right? 
And there are things that we don't do that we know that we should do. It's a constant work in progress. We are a work in progress. I am not perfect. You are not perfect. We have not reached perfection. We will make mistakes. We will have issues with our willpower. We will have issues with our conscience. We will have issues with our convictions. We will have temptations to judge people. We will have temptations to treat people with contempt. We will have those. We are work in progress. But because of God and because of Christ and because of the power that we have through the Holy Spirit, God is able to make us and mold us and shape us and help us to stand. Even when you fall, you get back up. You don't lie there and waddle in and say, oh, I'm no good. You get up and you say, God, thank you for giving me another chance. Thank you for giving me another opportunity. Thank you for restoring my faith. Listen, when your faith is weak, admit it. Don't try to wash over it. Lord, God loves honesty. He loves truthfulness. The truth, you'll know the truth. Truth will make you free, won't it? God loves that. So if you are in a state where your willpower, where your strength, where your conscience is suffering, ask God. This is is simple. Ask God. To help you stand. Paul said, having done all, stand. Does that mean I will always stand? I will never fall? No. Stand really, what it means is that when it comes down to the bottom, you will be left standing. You will fall in the midst. Listen, my grandson, when he starts learning, when he starts walking, he's going to fall many times. But he's going to get back up. We can look at babies as a lesson that you're going to fall. You're going to hold on to things. You're going to bump your head sometimes. You're going to pull things down that you have no business pulling down. You're going to say, oh, that orange thing looks fun. I think I will pull it down. But you will learn because you will learn by your experience. God will help you. God will be there to help you stand. So Paul ends this. He says, you then, why do you judge your brother or sister? That's the question. You, then why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? Okay, we're in a judgment is being critical. Contempt meaning thinking the people are beneath. For we all stand before God's judgment. We all will stand before God's judgment seat. Here it is. Paul is laying it out. He says that don't be contempt. Don't treat with contempt. Don't judge because we're all going to face that judgment seat. We're all going to stand before God's judgment seat. Okay? So why spend all of your time trying to straighten this and trying to do that and trying to please everybody instead of trying to get your life into place because you're going to stand before God's judgment seat just like my friends are going to stand. They're going to all come before God's judgment seat. He says no matter whether you're weak, whether you're strong, whether you're, you, you, you like contemporary music or you like hymnal music, whether you're black or white, Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. He says it is written as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me and every tongue will acknowledge God. That is the bottom line that no matter what side you're on, whether you're weak, whether you're strong, whether you like uh, this or you like that, every knee is going to bow down. There will be no question. There will be no debates. There will be no disputes. There will be no um, I abstain. I don't, I don't want to vote. I vote no. Every knee is going to bow. Everyone is going to get down and confess that he is God. 
So instead of me living trying to please people, I'm going to please God because when it comes down, this tongue is going to confess. These knees are going to bow. And so are yours. And so are my enemies. So are those that curse God every day. So are those that say, I don't want God. I don't believe in God. Guess what? One day they are going to bow. They're all going to confess. God wins. God comes out on top. And I don't know about you, but I want to be on the winning side. I want to be on God's side. Every knee, every bow, every, every tongue will confess. Every knee will bow. So then each of us will give an account of our, of who? Of who? Not your neighbor. You're not going to tell, I'm not going to tell my wife's story. I'm not going to say, well, God, you know, da, 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 da. I'm going to give an account for myself. Myself. So if I know everybody else's business more than I know my own business, I ain't going to have much to say, am I? <laughs> if every question God asks me, all I can say, well, you know, uh, Joe, you know, he da, da, da. And God said, listen, I'm asking about you. Well, Lord, I was so busy with everybody else's video that I don't even know what my own life is about. You will give an account for yourself before God. Not before a committee. Not before a church. Not before a group of pastors. Before God. Who is the maker of everything. Who's able to make you stand. Who gives you power. Who loves you unconditionally. Who is the beginning and the end. Who is the first and the last. God, creator of all things, will stand before him. When I joined this church, I didn't know exactly how I would fit in. Why? Because I'm different. I'm loud when I preach. I sweat. <laughs> I'm very animated. Clap my hands when I preach. You know, that gets on, that, I'm sure, probably gets on some people's nerves. Oh, I wish he would stop clapping. <laughs> I wish he would stop sweating so much. That bald head up there. That, why does he have to throw his arms everywhere? You know, oh, I'm different. But this is who God made me. And so I have to be who I am instead of trying to be what other people say I should be. I can be the best me. I can't be the best whatever it is that other people want me to be. And so I thank you. I thank God that you, Door Creek, has accepted me. And you haven't treated me with judgment or contempt. Yeah. Thank you. And my wife and family, you've accepted us all. So we appreciate. So when you find a loving church and you find people who are being like Christ, like Paul is teaching here, accept them. Don't treat them with contempt. Don't judge them. You all have done that. You have loved. You have accepted. You have encouraged us. And I appreciate that. I thank you for that. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't know. I had questions. I didn't know, you know, because music-wise, I said, you know, I come, from, I come from the two and four. You know, 
and I might be going to a one and three. You know, clapping, that's what I mean, on the beat. There's four beats to measure. <laughs> right? So I didn't know. I said, you know, you know, I don't know how we're going to do. You know, this. they might do, this is the day. Why? I'm going, this is the day. Hey, this is, you know, I'm going to put a little shoulder in it and stuff. So, but you, we've been accepted. And it's okay. I don't look at, I don't look at Door Creek and say, <laughs> judging them, they're so very critical of it. No. Yeah. Serving God. You're worshiping God. He's too big to worship in one way. He's too big to just clap on the one three. He's too big. <laughs> he's too big to just clap on the two four. So because he's so big, we get it all. Amen. And that's what we should do. When God's spirit is in, we should put our hands together and clap for him because he's good. We're getting the one, the two, the three, and the four. So, thank you for being loving. It's a testimony, it's a testimony to Door Creek Church. It's a testimony. So if you're, if you're visiting here, this is what, what you see. This is what you get. It's a loving place where God's love is shown, where we change lives through the gospel, through his love, transforming individuals, renewing cities, changing the world with his love. That's, that's our mission, our values. See? So it's all a part of that. So if you hear, this is a great place to be. Now, this is not a membership promotion. <laughs> this is proof to the word of God that you are in a church that's built on what God's word says. And we thank you for coming this morning to worship with us, to be with us. And whatever differences that you might have, they're not, we're not talking about scriptural differences, meaning things that, that are not disputable matters. We're just talking about things that you might, you know, have a different belief of disputable matters, you're accepted and you're loved. You're not judged and you're not going to be treated with contempt because we are God's people. And God is able to make you stand and he will help you stand. Amen? Amen. 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 Can we all just get along?